at the church say amen. I get to start this morning with a little break. May the peace of God be with all of you, all of God's people. Let us know that God is with us all the time. If we were to go into hell, God is there. If we were to come out and in the streets, God is there. If we go in our secret closet, God is there. And he's always looking out for us. So God, as we deliver this word this morning, we ask that you will anoint this sermon. Allow us to give what you have poured into us, that it may not just seem to be a tickling sermon to the ear, but that it may do some good throughout the people who will hear it. We thank you, Father. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to try to quickly get out of your way this morning. But the Bible says in Matthew 5 and 45 that the rain falls on the just and the unjust. Reverend Henry Wadsworth Longfellow, you probably remember him, an American author, he also added to this saying that into every life some rain must fall. Brother CJ, we tend to think of rain in the negative, yet it's water didn't fall on the earth. We could not live. Rain in the context of life's conditions, therefore, can be both positive and negative. I hope somebody is hearing me out there already. Now, since we are back in our L-I-F-E series, which spells the word life, we are using this morning the letter I as the next letter in our acrostic analysis. We want you to know that the great I am and the Emmanuel spelled with an I will send or allow rain in our lives. Of course, the initiator of lies and negativity. Y'all know who I'm talking about. The imposter, the devil, the Satan always tries to determine the size of the ring and make us think that his I words, like his items, his initiatives, and his ideas are for our ultimate good. But Pastor I I know that you will agree with me when I say, but the devil is a lie. Nothing but a lie. His 
job is to make us feel unworthy and trapped in the negatives. That stinging rain. I happened to be flipping the channels last night and, and I got confirmation from God because I had already included this in the sermon. And Forrest Gump was up talking about, yeah, that we were out there and there was that stinging rain. Then they had that big old fat rain. And they also were succumbing to that sideways rain. That is the only rain there is according to the imposter, the liar, that you're going to always be slapped by that stinging rain and big old fat rain or sideways rain. Even he talked about some rain that just seemed to pop up out of the ground. And then uh, it rained also at night, and it rained, and it rained, and it rained. I, I, I'm just putting these words out there because somebody has had some rain. Somebody's had some rain all night long. I, I, I'll raise my hand because I have had rain, and I called on God in the middle of the rain over and over and over and over again. Ah, uh, yeah, See, the devil wants us to feel overlooked and forgotten and mistreated and ready to quit on life. We have seen people just can't take it anymore and just end it all. And so we think about how the devil pulls out his additional I word called iniquity which it means gross injustice and wickedness. It's another word for sin, y'all, and he tries to add that to our lives. But just as God speaks to us, the devil talks to us too. And if we listen to his words or we doubt God in the middle of it, the devil will interposition us with words of mistrust and fear. Or through his, here's another I word, y'all, intimidation. We will get his iniquity and his negativity. So his blatant and indiscriminate iniquity, Reverend Burrell, uh, through that, he, the devil gets a chance to mess up our lives. I hope somebody out there hearing us understands what we're saying right now. He is intent on messing up our lives, no matter who we are. This is where the text indicates that God's people found themselves. They were not listening to or following God's plan. So rather than waste their efforts in fruitless things that would destroy their lives, they were to make the best of the circumstances they were in all has anybody ever tried to make the best of circumstances that they found themselves? How about if it lasted over 12 years and it looks like there's no end in sight? You still have to make the best of the circumstances you're in. And then here comes Jeremiah. And he's sent by God to let them know that even in their darkest hour and as long as the trust of the God that they have of the heavenly armies if they could turn away from iniquity and things of negative intrigue, one day, one day they would see how the Lord can use even this 
for their good. This, these examples in life for their good. And for his glory. God must get the glory. He must get glory. So what, so what does, the, and I'm going to get out of the way in a minute. What does the devil do with his introduction of iniquity in our circumstances? Let me give you a couple of examples, and then I'm going to move out of the way so Pastor I can come. In Matthew 24 and 12, it says, And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many will wax cold. Meaning people are getting stuck and, and more insensitive, more incredulous, more stuck in their negative ways and the negative things of life. This is happening on a growing scale. And because that I word is running rampant nowadays, people are getting killed because of indiscriminate iniquity that man now has for each other. Man is, uh, is hating each other without cause. And this didn't just start. It's just getting worse. Let me tell you, back in the day when I was in the city, as we used to call it uh, in Carolina, because down in Carolina we were called the country. But up here we were called in the city. And I'd come up here as, as a kid and spend summers in the city and I ran across one day some young kid, much smaller me than me, uh, much lighter than me, had not as many muscles as I did. He decides he's going to run up and hit me just because. <laughs> well, he got by. He got by because I let my country charm and my, my uh, country self and all of my training take over. Uh, because I didn't hit him back. I felt like beating him to a pulp. And I was mean enough to do it. But being a Christian and, and turning the other cheek, for some reason I turned. And I didn't hit him back. I let him go. Because I was much bigger, much stronger. But when you you know somebody just walks up and hits you just because, you don't really know what you're going to do to them. Nowadays, people don't let stuff go. They don't disregard hateful speech like they used to do. We used to could fight it out and uh, fist fight it out and, and it'd be all over. Nowadays, uh, if you remember how it is in life now, they don't even take control of their thought patterns. They don't exhibit control over their thoughts which would govern their actions, and they don't let love, our other eye, part of the eye word, the, the life series, they won't let love take over their bodies, and certainly they don't let love control their mouths. They let iniquity do it for you, and, and so I hope you're hearing me. The devil is all in there. He's, he, rather, he's maiming and shooting and killing with rapid disregard for human life. They're cussing and they're fussing and they're acting like there's no love in the world. In some cities close to us where I know we are close to, murder rates are particularly among our teenagers and those in their early 20s and 30s 
are just running sky high. And, and, and so the word in Proverbs says to us that hatred stirs up conflict, but love covers over all wrongs. People of God, the simple message is don't let the devil cause iniquity to reign in your hearts. That's all we're saying. And so in Jeremiah 29, 1 through 14, the 11th verse says that God wants this major I word in life to be called I-D-E-A-L, ideal. We're certain about God's desire for man to have an ideal life, for it tells us in Genesis 2 and 8 that after he created Adam, he planted a garden in Eden and he placed man there. This was an ideal place for an ideal life for man because it was the ideal spot for man to enjoy God's presence and to have fellowship, sweet fellowship with him. The garden was beautiful because God made it an ideal place. It was filled with trees and it was filled with wonderful flowers and it was filled with fruit and it was filled with water that flowed through it because it was an ideal place to be. Our God paints us a, a, a picture of the ideal life for us when he tells us our lives should not be filled with idleness. You find that in 2 Thessalonians 3 and 11. Or rather, we should be devout and holy if we look in 1 Peter 1 and 15. We should be righteous, 1 John 3 and 7. And sober, 1 Peter 4 and 7. And not just average and routine, but ideal. So God's plans for us are for us to enjoy life, have hope, look forward to a future that is idyllic, I-D-Y-L-L-I-C. -L -L I know we're using some big I words here. That means that it is to be excellent and delightful and simple and also serene. In short, these I words are used in the kingdom and God plans for us to enjoy life. Now we've given you a lot of I words. We're going to give you three more that we believe God has told us to talk about. In the ideal life, he wants us to know that we are included in his grand plan. He wants us to have increase in our lives. And we must be intentional about how we serve and worship him. Pastor, I'm going to give you some more. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I tell you what, Pastor Keith, if if I were a betting woman this morning, I'd be willing to bet somebody that you all probably didn't think that we would come back this week 
with all those I words. <laughs> so we hope somebody was taking some notes. Well, Pastor Keith has already mentioned in his portion of the sermon, verse number 11 in the text, which is that one that most of us kind of know by heart. Um, uh, some of us, maybe you have it on a T-shirt. Uh, uh, somebody probably has it hanging up on the wall in your house. Um, and some of us just have it just kind of sitting on our desk or, or taking up some space on our coffee tables in our living room. Uh, but the problem, the problem with that, uh, uh, that particular verse uh, of Reverend Burrell is that we often lift it up and take it out of its context. Uh, when, when we take this verse um, out of its context, um, what we can easily imagine is that, the, that there is something that God is saying to his children uh, while they are in uh, a happy place. Uh, uh, they think that it's something that God is speaking uh, when they're having a mountaintop experience uh, uh, or there's some we're singing and giving God the praise. But I came to set the record straight this morning because I need somebody to know that nothing could be further from the truth. You see, these words, can I tell you, that these words are contained in a letter written by the prophet Jeremiah, who you all, some of you know, was called the weeping prophet because of his, uh, his time that he would weep over the situation that the people of Jerusalem found themselves. Uh, this letter, this letter has been sent to the Hebrews whom God has allowed to be placed in exile. Uh, in other words, uh, some rain has fallen on them. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they are in the valley, Pastor Keith, uh, and their opponents uh, have uh, the upper hand. Ah, uh, y'all ever been in a situation where it looks like your opponent uh, has the upper hand? It looks like uh, you thought you were gonna win, uh, but the scoreboard says something else. Oh, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. So this letter, this letter, this letter is addressed. Uh, you see it in the text. It says. It's it's addressed uh, to those elders, uh, to those priests. Um, uh -huh. they, they, they say that it's, it's, it's uh, to uh, the prophets and to everybody who has been displaced out of Judah and taken to Babylon. Amen. Now, even, even the queen mother, even, yeah. you, you, did you see that? It, even the queen mother, the court officials, um, the artisans, see the artisans and the craftsmen, see they become valuable when you take them to another place because the work that they did with their hands and making things there are valuable when you put them in another place where they can use their skill, their talents and their gifts over there. Ah, 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 ah. So, so, so everybody that was, that had been deported from Jerusalem was who the letter was written to. You see, you see, but can I tell you this? There are hope in the words, but there was no hope in the moment. Ah, 
Oh, God. You ever seen that? Have you ever found yourself in a predicament, saints, where things didn't look good in the moment? It didn't feel good in the moment. But all you could do was hang your hat on a promise God made you. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. This, 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 this was a promise. This was a promise that God made to bless his people in the midst of a pagan world wrapped in a sin culture. It is a promise to return after the appointed time to bring them home. Somebody say, well, but guess what? Not yet. Not yet. Not yet. Oh, my, my, my. Oh, but not yet. You see, before we open the letter, in other words, uh, before we take a peek at their mail, if we take a look back in chapter 28, what we will see is that God used Jeremiah to expose the false prophet named Hananiah. You see, Hananiah was a false prophet. Hananiah led the people in rebellion against the Babylonian government because, ba because Hananiah had a message that said that they would be back home in two years, that this would be a short, quick trip, uh, that this wouldn't be long, that it'd be all over in just a minute. But that was not true. Uh, but can I tell you, saints, that but, uh, but God in his sovereignty, he had other plans in mind. Uh, he had a different expectation and different hopes for his chosen people. And as a result, the people would have to wait, uh, wait, W-A-I-T, and feel the wait, W-E-I-G-H-T, for God's true plan. Uh, the Bible says 70 years, uh, uh, 70 years away from their native land. This sounds like a long-term crisis, a, a complicated situation. Joy would be coming in the morning, but nobody knew how long the night would be. Ah, ah nobody knew, nobody Nobody knew, ah, people of God, when you are in a crisis of circumstance, we need to turn our hearts and our minds to the truth of God's sovereignty. Because why? Because he is in control. So we should expect what God allows and be humbled under his mighty hand and under his plan because we will find out not only will we find the love that we talked about last week, but we will eventually find hope as well. Oh, my, my, my. So what, 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 what can I tell you? What can I tell you about these, about the text as it refers to our life series and the letter I? Well, the, the first word I'm going to give you is include. Uh, or included, if you want to place an ED on it. When we read over verses five, uh, 4 and 5, um, it, it sounds like these captives uh, are being advised to make the best of uh, a bad situation, uh, to make themselves comfortable in an uncomfortable space. Uh, in other words, uh, they are contrary to the voice of Hananiah. Uh, they 
they are being instructed to take their Samsonite suitcases, unpack them, and get ready to stay a while. Ah, that is exactly, that's exactly what the text, what the letter is telling them to do. You see, when the Israelites, what they really need to know, Pastor Keith, and what they need to understand is they are not in Babylon because of the Babylonians, but rather they are in Babylon because God has sent them there. Ah, ah, sometimes, sometimes, sometimes we get it twisted. We get it twisted. They were there because of their own iniquities. They were a slave to sin, and judgment had landed on their head. Uh, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. You see, every now and then, uh, uh, they have they forgot uh, who they belong to. <laughs> ah, you see, you see, you see. Even though, even though, even though they are in a foreign land, uh, living with people who do not uh, and who will not uh, worship the God of heaven's armies, uh, they are still commanded to include themselves uh, as a part of the landscape. Yeah, yeah, see, see, we, we, we don't like to do that. You see, when we complain when we get a job and we show up with our saved and sanctified selves and we find out that everybody around us, they unsaved, they don't know nothing about God. As a matter of fact, when you start talking about God, they get up and leave their desk. But I, I, I came to tell somebody that God placed you. Ah, God placed you uh, in a place uh, where nobody knew uh, his name. Oh, my, 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 my. Uh, so, so, so here they are. Here they are. They are part of the landscape. Uh, you see, you see, uh, see, uh, get this. Um, they are in Babylon, but not of Babylon. Ah, see, 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 just like us, just just like we are in the world, right, right, right? Am I right about it? But not of the world. Ah, but but here, but 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 for the here and now, people of God, uh, include yourselves. That's what the letter is saying. Conclude yourselves uh, as a part of the community. Uh, go on out and do the picnics. Uh, uh, take your children to the park. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So God. God had an agenda, Reverend Burrell, that covered everything from employment to buying a four-bedroom house with a jacuzzi in the back. Ah, uh, can you see it? Can you can you see it? They they, they want to they should go ahead and, and plant healthy gardens and eat from the produce of the soil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They are living as captives under judgment, but God still included them in his plan. Oh God, that are to help somebody uh, this morning. Uh, yes, 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 yes. Uh, you are still in a mess. Uh, but God still included you. Ah, uh, uh, yep, 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 yep. They were probably had some bad attitudes, uh, but God still uh, included them. Uh, they probably did not feel blessed, uh, but God uh, included them as a blessed people. Uh, yes, they believe the lies of the false prophet, uh, but God still uh, included them. Oh, my, my, 
my, somebody, somebody, somebody need to know you've been included. You've been included. I don't care what your situation is. I don't care where you are right, residing right now. I, I hope, I hope, I hope somebody, if there's somebody who's listening this morning who feels like you are far from God, that you're living in a foreign land, and God has forgotten you. But we stopped by this house this morning uh, to let you know that even though you might be in Babylon and life is not what you imagine, God has still included you. Oh, my, 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 my. Uh, oh, how's it feel? How's it feel? How's it feel to be still included? Uh, I know you're in a tight spot, uh, but you're still included. Uh, oh, my, 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 my. Well, the second thing I'm going to tell you is this. Uh, I'm going to tell you another I word. Get ready, get ready. Uh, increase. Mm -hmm. Wow. Uh, if we look down in the text uh, in verses 6 and 7, we will see God giving further instruction now that he, he tells them uh, to secure their shelter and some food. Uh, the God of heaven's armies is telling them uh, if they are single, they better begin to mingle. Ladies, all ladies in the house, I'm talking to the single ladies in the house, make sure you find that husband. And he says, this is not the time to be sad and depressed. I don't sit around like ladies singing the blues. But, but he said, he said, I want you to know it is not time to be on the decrease, but it's time to begin to increase in numbers. Ah, oh God, oh, you all know, you know, when we get down and we get low and we start to shrink, right? Right, 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 right. We, we shrink. But the word says, ah, even now, even now, I don't want you to shrink. I want you to increase. In other words, he says, I want you to live life to its full. Establish. Come on, come on, come on here, come here. I want you to establish a kingdom presence. He said, and I want you to do it right where you are. Uh, somebody said it like this, uh, Pastor Keith, you better bloom where you're planted. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, this is the message to the people of God. You got to bloom where you're planted. Build your houses. Plant your gardens. Marry somebody and increase your numbers. Oh, I remember. I remember way back in the day, Pastor Keith. I know you'll remember because our children never will forget it. Uh, that there was a song uh, that, 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 that Donald Lawrence and, and, and his uh, Tri-City singers or, or whomever he had singing with him. They, it, it was one of them kind of songs, uh, uh, Reverend Burrell, if you heard it and it would hit you just right, you might just run off the road, you know, one of them kind that, that yeah, just hit you right here. And, and the song was just simply called Increase. Yeah, increase. Increase. <laughs> increase. Uh, this was the word uh, that, that he's telling us today that in life God intends for us uh, to have increase. Uh, ah, but we got to do it his way. Come on. Mm, 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 mm. 
See, 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 that's part of the problem. That's part of the problem. We got to do it his way. Oh, we like to do it our way. Uh, we we, we, we want to figure it out for ourselves. But but I remember the soloist in the background saying, enlarge my territory. Oh, God. He said, I pray for increase. And the choir would come back and say the same words. I'm telling y'all, it was powerful when you heard it. But see, increase in God's way. It, it is his way of planning uh, for a hope and a future for us because he's guiding us and he's leading us uh, all along the way. Uh, you see, what this scripture is letting you know is that increase is possible uh, even when our conditions are not ideal. Oh, I hope I'm helping somebody this morning. I, I hope somebody is. I hope somebody is standing up, uh, telling the Lord, "Thank you." Uh, you see, we can still have increase uh, even when our reality uh, may have us in a harsh position. Uh, oh God, uh, we can combine God's love uh, and, and we combine it with this. Uh, we will certainly live the life uh, that's full of abundance. Uh, but God gets the glory. Amen. Oh, my, my, my. You see, God's message to God's people is the same message that we want you to hold on to today, church. And that is while you might be waiting for a better tomorrow, you need to be, here goes, industrious today. Don't, 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 don't look at the Babylonians. Look at God. Uh, you see, it's hard. It's hard, isn't it? When you're in a situation, it's hard not to look at the situation. But I'm telling you, don't look at the situation. Don't look at the Babylonians because guess what? The Babylonians wasn't the issue. God was the issue. And if God is your problem, then God is your only solution. Amen. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think I'm on something this morning. I, I think I'm helping somebody this morning. Oh, God, God, God can bring increase in your life. And I'm not just talking about the Benjamins in your pocket. But God can bring you increase when you increase in your spiritual perspective. When life has carried you off to a place called Babylon. Ah, uh, now, 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 come on, church, let me help you, let me help you. We see that God, God has included us as part of his divine plan, and we have the capacity to increase even when our conditions are not ideal, and we increase our spiritual perspective, all right? All right, I hope you got that. I hope, I hope you wrote that down. I'm going to give you one more, and I'm going to move out of your way. Our third I is intentional. Mm. You see, because when we turn our attention, when we turn our attention to verses 12 and four through 14 in the text, uh, we discover that what is known as a conditional promise of God. Uh, what are you talking about, preacher? Don't, don't give me too many theological terms. It's too early in the morning. Well, can I tell you that a conditional promise always tells us that we have a part to play? 
I'm just helping you. I'm just helping you. You see, in other words, conditions must be met. Uh, for example, for example, I'm going to help you out. Uh, the doctor will say, if you take this medicine, you will feel better. Right. But you see, you won't feel better if you don't take the medicine. Now, uh -huh, the teacher says, the teacher says, uh, if you study for the test, uh, you will pass. Yeah. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. In other words, if we do what we are supposed to do, listen here, chances are that you will get the outcome you're looking for. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but when it comes to God, when we do our part, uh -huh. you see, that's where it gets iffy. Uh, that, that's, that's where it gets a little murky. Uh, uh, but if we do our part, uh, then we are assured uh, that God will do his. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. God going to do his. Uh, he, he go, he, his promise is true. Amen. Uh, somebody. Uh, you see, the text says that in those days, um, he says, if you pray, I will listen. And, and if you look for me wholeheartedly, I will be found by you. Ah, you see, sometimes life will take us to a place where we must change some things about us in order to change our circumstances. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, somebody said that the definition of insanity, another I word, is doing the same thing yet expecting a different result. Ah, uh, uh, but in the text, Reverend Burrell, uh, God tells the Hebrews exactly what they must do in order to get a favorable response from him. Uh -huh. They must pray, verse number 12, and they got to look for him wholeheartedly, verse number 13. Uh -huh, uh -huh. What God is saying, come on, I need somebody to lean in and catch this. Come on, come on. Uh, what God is saying is that your old way is not working. And if you want a new thing, if you want me to do a new thing, then you better start doing a new thing. If you want to get out of Babylon, here is what you gotta do. What am I saying to you, people of God? If we are believing God, God for a more abundant life. We need to give more of ourselves in our prayer. We need to give more of ourselves to our worship and to study the word of God. Live according to his will and to his way. But I came by to let you know that we must be intentional in how we worship our God. Just coming to church, it doesn't cut it. Giving him your leftover money, it don't work. Praising him only when you feel like it is not the answer. Being holy on Sunday, but living like hell the rest of the week is unacceptable. God is looking 
24-7-365. He's looking for some saints who are intentional about their walk, about their talk, about their service, about being salt and light, even in Babylon. I hope somebody heard me this morning. I hope you're getting it. I hope you're getting it. Our words in life. You got to remember that God has included you in his grand plan. (laughs) That increase, increase can be yours. But you got to be intentional. about how you serve and worship. I said how you serve and how you worship. Mediocrity is no longer have any place in the kingdom of God. We're moving on up a little higher. I said we're moving on up a little higher. Help us, oh God, to live that abundant life that you have promised us. But remind us that when the when the promise is conditional, we got to do our part. Because we sure know you're going to do yours. And the people of God said amen. Amen. And amen. Oh, bless the name of our God. Bless the name of our God this morning, church. I pray, I pray, I pray that somebody heard the message this morning. <laughs> we gave you a lot of a lot of our words to chew on in our life series. Oh God, and next week we'll come back. We'll start with some words that begin with F. Help you live better for the kingdom of God. Oh, 2022, we said we were gonna be changing for the better, did we not? Did we say we were gonna be changing for the better? And so if we are gonna be changing for the better, guess who gotta do the changing? And it ain't God. Our God is an immutable God. The word says that he's the same today, yesterday, and forever. If we want what he has for us, we have to do the changing. Amen, somebody. So get ready. Get ready. 